Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Level Up, the esports and gaming show with me, Nathan Bliss, esports and gaming writer at Reach PLC. In this week's episode, I spoke to Danny Taylor, an experienced professional FIFA player who will be representing Newcastle United at the 2021 E-Premier League Finals. Danny told me about his career as a professional FIFA player so far, including the first FIFA he started competing on, his best moments, his hopes for the upcoming E-Premier League and his ambitions for the future. We also discussed how FIFA and FIFA Esports has changed over the years, looking at how the game and the competitive scene has changed over the last decade. Enjoy! On Level Up this week, I'm delighted to welcome Danny Taylor, experienced professional FIFA player who will be representing Newcastle United at the 2021 E Premier League Finals. Danny, I really appreciate you coming on. How are you doing? I'm doing well, thanks. Yeah, thank you yeah. for having me. Good. No, it's a pleasure. Pleasure to have you. And I want, I've been wanting to speak to you for a fair bit, actually, because you're one of the most kind of experienced FIFA players in the whole scene. I didn't realise how long you'd actually been competing and playing FIFA. I mean, how long have you been have you been playing FIFA now? Yeah, it, it is crazy when you think about it. Uh, I think it's worked out it's half half of my entire life now. I'm 28 year old. I started this when I was 14. Started this at the start of FIFA 08, uh, to, which is like October 2007. So yeah, a very very long time. So before the birth of Ultimate Team as a mode, really? Yeah, as well? uh, yeah. FIFA Eight was uh, it didn't exist. I think Ultimate Team dropped halfway through FIFA or Nine. There was some kind of patch, yeah. and there were yeah, believe it or not, you actually had to pay for Ultimate Team. I think it was like thirteen pounds or something. Yeah, yeah, and I, I didn't really that. know what it was, but I looked in. Uh, I think it was a chat. I thought to myself, I can you I can just buy all the borough places back then as well. You could get permanent upgrades. You know, like how they used to have the attribute cards. Yeah. Back then, in FIFA 09, it used to be permanent, so I just paid for them all and just got on the Borough team and just made them all, like, you know, 95 and stuff like that, 99 rated. <laughs> what what well, Borough team are we talking back then? Are we talking, like, Tunchai? Was it yeah, Tun- yeah, Tunchai, Ali Adier, Afonso Alves. Uh, it was the year that we got relegated, Yakubu. actually. So, uh, no, Yakubu, I think it, we just started to filter out having a... A really good team, you know. Just ah, a few okay. years before that, we had the whole Faduka, Hasselbank, Yakubu, and uh, but that was when our our decline really started. I think we actually <laughs> went down that season, so I think that was the only the only glory we got that year. We're on my uh, my ultimate team. Ah, okay, yeah, mate. I used to really like Fabio Rockenback. I don't know. If... Yeah, 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 yeah. He was quality. He was another one who just drifted away in those years. I think yeah. it's uh, a few years before that we'd got to the to the Europa League final. And that was kind of like the, the the peak, really. And just ever since then, it uh, it has not been uh, has not been good times. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry, mate. I didn't I didn't bring up Burr on purpose. I think you brought it up. So apologies that if you if you no, it's all right. We're having a better season this time this this time round. But I mean, the majority of the last ten years, the majority of the time I've been playing FIFA uh, hasn't been the best. But yeah, better times and the better times coming up. I reckon. Yeah, let's hope so. So let's go back to FIFA then. So tell me about like your first memories of FIFA as a game. Like, wh- when? What do you remember about that? So I mean, I I was always just you know, my biggest like thing in life really has been football, playing football, FIFA, going to the Borough match. So I mean, ever since 
I mean, I was already playing, you know, video games, PlayStation in, in literally like the 90s. I think I was already, you know, playing games on my Sega when I was, uh, you know, four or five year old. I think the first FIFA I got, PS1, will have been FIFA, I can't, I don't want to say 97 or 98, you know, for I've been five or six year old. I was always playing, uh, you know, PS1, just get the new game every single year. Was always, you know, playing the the career mode and stuff in legendary or world class mode, wherever it was. Playing that every year, always beat my mates, and then it finally, when I moved into the online consoles, which was PS3, FIFA 08, the first ever online FIFA I played. That was when things started getting a little bit more serious, and and yeah, and I started like discovering like competitive FIFA and uh, the E World Cup, or back then it was called the FIFA Interactive World Cup, and that's kind of where it all it all took off. Were you always FIFA man, or did you ever dabble in PES? Or um, it... I mean, it's the the classic one, isn't it? Everyone loved PES Six, done with Adriano yeah. with his yeah. ninety nine shooting and and all that. I, I did uh, every. I mean, every so often, uh, I think a couple of years, maybe I bought a couple of uh, of pro evos, but I was always mainly FIFA. I think I was always a a sucker for you know the all the real licenses and stuff like that. Um, uh, even though Pez especially back then Pez was the better football game like undisputedly Pez was a better football game but I just felt better you know seeing the actual clubs and badges and names instead of um, you know all the fake names and Manchester Red I think Borough were called Teesside Red or just Teesside yeah, back yeah. then it just it just didn't feel the same scoring a goal with Teesside Red yeah I think Villa were called like West Midlands Village or something as well yeah yeah was, the, the player names are funny as well when they used to get really creative like the spelling mistakes and stuff yeah yeah good times um, yeah exactly yeah uh, and in terms of esports then you mentioned like the interactive World Cup and, and starting to get in, in terms of playing professionally and against other players at what point did you think this could be my career this is something that I could make a living out of well, I mean, I fell into it quite early. I mean, around the time when I think my second year of competitive, I guess you'd call it. I mean, back then, you've got to realise there wasn't much of a... wasn't really competitive scene. There was one... The whole year, the whole cycle of the game, competitively, would just be geared towards qualifying for the E-World Cup, qualifying for the Interactive World Cup. There'd only be one major tournament of the entire year. Maybe, I think, in the... A couple of years after, I think the ESWC came into it. I mean, that just wasn't the same. You know, the the E World Cup, the Interactive World Cup, they uh, got players from around the world. They paid for your flights, your hotels. You were completely looked after. Whereas any other tournament, I mean, like I said, the second probably the second biggest one was the ESWC. But if you ever got invited or qualified for that, you had to pay, you know pay for everything yourself. You had to pay for your flights. But it just it just wasn't the same really. So. Um, I mean, I, I fell into it. I fell into it quite, quite soon after I started because FIFA Nine is when uh, the, the the wager sites broke out. You know, things like Gamer Saloon back then. There was World Gaming. It became Virgin Gaming. Virgin Media invested in it, and I, I quite quite quickly just found myself. I and mean, around that time, I was going to college, but I just found myself just sat at home, just winning online tournaments, and just effectively making a living from home for for years and years, really. And how has it changed? from then to now like I mean it... it's it just completely it, it's just a different world I mean uh, I always say myself I always think that I came around maybe 10 years too early I mean if I had been breaking through at the time around I'd say like FIFA 17 time it, it just it would have been so so much uh, so much different you know it would have been so much more beneficial for me I think I came around a little bit too early back, back then it just there was no there was no real pro scene, do you know what I mean? It just wasn't. It just wasn't anything like it is now. You know, now we've got 
E leagues, uh, you know, foot champions cups, there's all the private tournaments constantly and stuff. There's huge majors. Like I said back before, back in the day, there was just one big tournament the whole year round that would get done and dusted over a couple of days. Everyone would go home, and you'd be waiting for the waiting for the new game. It's just it, it is a different world that we're playing that we're playing in now. Completely different. It's it's taken off, especially since I'd say since FIFA 17. You know, the big investment of the foot champions era weekend league the foot champions cups that's when it's really started to take off and i mean all people are always saying you know over the years saying why isn't thief got really got a, a big esports scene you're making all this money why don't they have a proper esports scene why is the world finals why is the winner only get twenty thousand dollars you know that's nothing compared to other esports and uh so yeah i mean it, it's just it's just really taken off the last few years hasn't it yeah, definitely. And I was looking at like some of the biggest tournaments you've been involved in. Like, you, obviously, you've been at three E World Cups um, as they're known now, and you've you've competed at some of the biggest tournaments. I was looking at um, the Virgin Gaming EA Sports yeah. FIFA Challenge 2013. I was looking at that yeah. tournament. That looks incredible. So there was. I mean, was can, that in Las can, Vegas? Yeah, that you can imagine back then, like what that was like. That was at a time like I've just been saying where the E-World Cup, the winner would get $20,000, the runner-up would get 5000 or the, the third place would get 1000 I mean, back, I think in my, in my first tournament in FIFA 08, I got the quarters, the, the runner-up, I don't think got anything. I think the, the, the winner, Alfonso Ramos, got 20000 and the guy who beat me, Mike Ribeiro, he got nothing for coming second. But anyway, uh, yeah, so imagine when this tournament popped up in FIFA 13, you know, Virgin Gaming as it was back then, used to be called World Gaming before Virgin Media uh, temporarily, you know, took control of it. When they started saying we've got this tournament in Las Vegas and the, the winner's going to get 140,000, 167,000, whatever it was, you know, second place is going to be 40,000. Quarter finalists or semi finalists are going to get 10,000. Quarter finalists are going to get. Four thousand, whatever it was, I won. I was like, "What? What is going on here?" Like oh, six figures for playing FIFA. Like yeah. I've never heard anything like this. Like, is this is this real life? So yeah, I flew uh, flew to Vegas. I mean, that was that was another one. Like I was mentioning earlier, it was you know with um, having to pay your own flight and hotels and stuff. So that one was a little bit of a gamble. But I think when if someone's going to offer to pay you. One hundred forty thousand for winning a, a tournament when you at a game when you're one of the best in the world. You've got to uh, you've got to take your chances. So yeah, flew flew to Vegas for that. Uh, got to the quarters. I think it came away with something like three and a half four thousand dollars, which back then was you know was absolutely massive. I mean that's close to what you'd get for coming second in the in the World Cup final. Yeah, it's not bad, is it? And I was just looking at the so Boras won it. Obviously, another very yeah. experienced FIFA pro. Yeah. Um, apparently, won one hundred forty thousand dollars, and the total prize pool for the whole tournament was four hundred thousand. Yeah, that's um, right. Yeah. I was just looking. KSI was yes. also in the tournament as well. Yes, he was. Yeah. <laughs> that must have been really early on for for. Yeah, KSI. it was. I, I remember even back then though. I can't. Remember, I don't know if it was his own. Or Virgin were doing something, but there was you know they had like a little film crew with him and stuff. But that back then, uh, he, yeah. he don't get me wrong, he was big in FIFA 13. But you know, like now he's like global star, um, you know, boxer, singer, or rapper, whatever he does, he just does everything, doesn't he? But being back then, he was still big, but he wasn't. You know, like, uh, we seen him like he was walking around, you know, in uh, like the players. I don't know what you call it, like the players like section, you know, and he wasn't. You know, he didn't have like crowds around him and stuff. Whereas now, can you imagine if he turned up at like an E World Cup or something like that? He'd just be getting, 
you know the people would be all over him, wouldn't they? But yeah, it, it was it was crazy even back then. I, I think that was when I started to realise just how how big he was getting. Really, when he had that like film crew following him round in that tournament. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's it's something really interesting, is it? Because people, obviously, over the last 12 months, it's been horrible for everyone. A global pandemic has affected everyone differently. But I think people around the world, people who maybe aren't interested in esports before or games as a whole, have kind of looked at it and thought, oh, hang on, this is actually quite big. Whereas it's been big for ages. It's just that people haven't really took notice of it or been interested in it before. It's it's always been a big thing in, in, in gaming and esports. I, th- I just think it's come to the fore a bit more more over the past 18 months i mean exactly why didn't it with with so many people stuck at home especially during the first proper lockdown you know when that was like a serious one where basically you weren't allowed outside the house apart from doing your shopping i think that was the one you know when there were there was loads of online tournaments sky were running that epl invitational over the footballers yep. and it was just giving uh, lots and lots of attention you've seen things like the bookies advertising you know like price boosts and stuff on, on the fifa you think what's going on here like <laughs> it really is getting really is getting serious but yeah, it, yeah. it's been a good time for it overall obviously we've lost the Lost the LAN events, which it's just not the same, you know, when you're watching the online broadcasts and you know the the thrill of people. I mean, I'm speaking as if I've qualified for event the last couple of years, but yeah, the 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 thrill of qualifying for an event. It won't. I can imagine it wouldn't be quite the same when you're only qualifying for a further online broadcast instead of you know qualifying for a big LAN event. You know, flying out to a different country. You know, big event of it all. I mean, one thing I wanted to touch on with you, Danny, is that you've got this. You're one of the rare players in the FIFA esports industry who's been there from the beginning, really, and has a unique viewpoint because you can really kind of see how the game has changed as well as yeah. the esports. So, I mean, I mean, it's a very open question, so feel feel free to talk about whatever you want. But how has the game changed from when you started playing to FIFA 21? What are the main main differences? I, I, it's it's quite a hard one, right? Because, like I said earlier, the the scene back. When I first started playing online, started playing competitively, it was much, much smaller. So if I think myself now, oh, the game was much better then, you know, there wasn't as many glitches or exploits or, you know, everyone played kind of what I would see is the right way. But I think if you had the size of the scene now playing the old games, they would be discovered to be just as broken and just as perceived as just as terrible as we all think the current ones are. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I, I think the reason... The reason that I and others who played back then will think the game was better or think it was more pure, shall I say, is because there was just such a smaller scene, you know, for people to... I think if, you, if you're going to have way, way more players, people are going to try and figure out the cheapest ways to do everything, and you're always going to find things to abuse, glitches. Um, you know, it's just... I, I think I think the size of the scene really contributed to thinking the game was, was a lot better than it was. But, I mean, back then it was... It was obviously a, obviously a worse game, but I think when you watched it, I think when you watch the current Fifas, you know, especially like FIFA 19 and FIFA 21, especially the game centered around things that people like me and others you just think, you know, oh, that shouldn't be in the game. That needs patching. You know, that's overpowered. You know, things like the in FIFA 19, you had you know the the El Tornado crosses, the time finesse, and all that nonsense. Yeah. And then this year, you've got the things like the bridges, the directional nutmegs. The you know fifty yard through balls, 
all that, all that kind of thing didn't really used to exist. So, but I guess that's just that's just a sign of the times when you're going to have such a popular game with so many people com- uh, competing for prizes, contracts, etc. People are going to do anything they can to win. So, I'd say that obviously the game is better, you know, overall, you know, the mechanics. Things are going to change over time, aren't they? But I think the game just in, in recent years, especially due as the the, the foot champions era has dragged on. I think I guess the the game's a bit more aimed towards you know ex- exploits and stuff like that. Whereas back in the day, it didn't really used to be like that. Everyone kind of played in a similar way. You didn't ever get to a tournament and just see someone repeating the same overpowered. I, I can say glitch, but maybe maybe just overpowered. You know, tactic or meta. Whereas that yeah. is, that is what you'll see now. You and you watch the. You watch the events and it's just people abusing the same things that a lot of people will think shouldn't be in the game. But like I said, it's just a sign of the times and a sign of the of the the amount of competition there is these days. And do you think it's got? I just remember it being a bit slower. Do you think it, it was a bit slower, a bit more? Yeah, it, yeah, definitely. It, it definitely was. Yeah, it was a little bit more slower, a little bit more robotic. You know, you couldn't, you can, you could do much less than you can now. There was less, less skill moves, and it just, yeah, like you said. I mean, FIFA Eight was funny. FIFA Eight, you could actually, I'm pretty sure, only move in like eight directions. You could move like. <laughs> Up, yeah. down, left, and right, or diagonally up and right, or diagonally down and right. Like it wasn't. It just wasn't. It wasn't how it is now. What well, didn't? It, it was a lot more natural. I mean, it's it's it's, it's obvious, isn't it? I mean, you. I can think back to you know the FIFA in the early two thousand like that, and it, it, if that game was played online, it would be, you know, it would be an absolute disgrace. You know, what I mean, the, the games obviously <laughs> over time get better. You know, FIFA didn't. It's always it's always going to improve, isn't it? But I think with improvement and the the amount of things you can do now, we've been left in a place where, I mean, I mean, you, you you'll struggle to find someone who who likes the game. You know, the last the last couple of years have just last few. I mean, since since FIFA nineteen, really it really has gone downhill. I just think EA trying to do trying to do too much. Like if they just concentrated on getting the fundamentals right, concentrated on trying to you know sort the basics out, just things like passing, interceptions. Finishing, tackling, but instead they're just so centered on adding just nonsense, you know, things that just I don't I don't know I don't know why they try and add the features that they do, but it seems to be the way they're going. And yeah, like you said, the game the game is definitely faster, but I don't think I know a single pro or competitive player like who likes FIFA twenty one. I thought I'd seen it all with FIFA nineteen. I thought I'd, I thought I'd seen in my I mean what what am I since ninety eight did I say um, I don't know how many FIFAs that makes that make, means I've played but I thought FIFA nineteen I thought that was it I thought they would have peaked you'll never see a worse football game than that but this year is pushing it close just add a bit of balance I suppose to the, to the argument do you think EA's job has got harder over the years because there's two major markets now isn't there where there wasn't before so you've got the casual FIFA players who play career mode they play kickoff they're with their mates or whatever but then there's the also the big side which is the pro scene what, they, what they're trying to do is a real football game like a simulation of real life football which appeals to the casual players but then also they're trying to do maybe more of an arcadey type thing for the ultimate team players with less luck and rebounds and stuff so they're, they're kind of stuck in between the two I don't, I, what are your views on that 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 is that is this I mean, people have got to realize people really have to realize that first and foremost FIFA 21 EA is a business does them no good whatsoever if the best players 99 times out of 100 beating the bad players the casual player is not going to want to play the game and that there lies the problem it, it's a funny one because, I mean, I was thinking about this before, the competitive player base, I'd say, is 
almost certainly less than 0.1% of of EA's or FIFA's total. I mean, you think how many millions of, of copies of the game they'll, they'll, they'll sell. I think there's maybe a few thousand verified players on either console in Europe. I mean, I might, I might be wrong with that. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's something like something like 3,000 or something, 3 to 5,000. So you think how many millions of people own the game. You're looking at... I'd be surprised if 0.1% of the world was verified, you know, eligible to compete, playing qualifiers. So 99.9% of their customers are what you would call casuals. So it just makes so much more sense to cater towards them, but it obviously it does come at a cost to people like me and the other pros who want a good game. You know, we don't want... Uh, it to be determined by luck or these nonsense features they had or the the amount that they've made the defensive AI overpowered so the game will just do so much of the defending for you you know so you can't just get absolutely battered if you're rubbish at defending so how do you think EA can fix that for the for the pro scene I've, I've heard things about a separate mode uh, like a, a pro yeah, mode or I've, something I've or? heard that I've heard that I've heard that a few times on Twitter saying there should be an esports mode I mean there should be an esports mode for qualifiers and stuff anyway because everyone should be playing with the same teams on a on a level playing field but I mean that is a whole other conversation isn't it uh, <laughs> but yeah I mean the there definitely there definitely should be something like that 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 has to be because the you can't cater to the needs of the casuals and like the ninety nine percent and the one percent of the pro players who were doing this for a living who were trying to learn the game who were trying to do everything right it's kind of impossible you know to to cater to them both i'm not, I'm not sure I'm not sure how they do that to be honest it's easy for me and many many others to say you complain sell the games this the games that but like I've said it is a business and it's in their best interest to make the game easy a casual player to pick up a controller and at least have a chance of beating a better player if it was possible to have some sort of modes that i don't know you know had different settings or just you know was just played differently i think it would it would be in everyone's best interest really i think the the, the main question here that needs to be decided from ea's point of view is how much they want FIFA esports to match football because if you look at football as a sport, there's a lot of luck involved, and team yeah, the is. best teams don't always win. Um, you see, Liverpool have had a really bad run. Man City lose every now and then when they don't deserve to. There's that famous game with Celtic and Barcelona, where I think Barcelona had 85 percent possession and they lost one nil. Like yeah. fo- that's football. So football, obviously, there's a lot of luck involved, and it's a team sport, and there's loads of different variables. So if you want FIFA esports to be football, then I suppose then that's where the argument comes in that it kind of matches that. As an esport, would you, do you want FIFA esports to be more of a just a, a perfect game of football? If you see what I mean, it's a hard one, isn't it? It is. It is. And I think that's that's what people don't realise. If you, I mean, if you watch and pay attention to football, people don't uh, people don't see realise when speaking of FIFA, how many games of football are just decided by. A ricochet, a deflection, a mistake. I mean, that that is how football works at the top level. Goals change games, but you say you score a, a you see a deflection or a, a goal from a ricochet or a rebound in real life. You're like, oh, that's you know, good goal. You see it in FIFA, you're like, oh, that's, that's a disgrace. You know how how can you score a goal like that? This game's terrible. But that but that that is football. That that is football. But do you want to be seeing that in a? I, I think the big the big factor is. Football in real life is is over ninety minutes, isn't it? You have ninety minutes yeah. to uh, come back from a bit of bad luck. Whereas in FIFA, it's it, they've got they've almost got the impossible task, haven't they? Of like recreating 
a ninety-minute game, putting into a, into twelve minutes of gameplay. I mean, the the the, the went they seem to go down that route with FIFA twenty. They seem to make that kind of realistic, where it was a little bit hard to score. You know, games were maybe decided by a mistake or, like I said, a lucky bounce, something like that. And everyone complained about that as well. Everyone's like, "Oh, this is too realistic. It's too boring. It's too easy to defend." You know, there's no there's no cheap ways of scoring. There's no uh, elasticos, there's no El Tornados, you know, every game's nil-nil or 1-1, one, one. so I mean the, it seems like they're damned if they do, damned if they don't, like, yeah. it, it, I know it's hard for them but like I said, I, I'm I have been, especially in recent years, and I'm not the only one, a massive, massive critic of the game and a lot that goes on in the esports scene, but I, I've got to admit it does seem like they're onto a bit of a, a bit of an impossible task really of putting a 90 minute game it, it's, it's almost impossible to find the balance, I think you're always going to have you're always going to upset someone, aren't you? There's always going to be people who hate it. There's always going to be people who like it. It's just, it does seem like a little bit of an impossible task, really. Yeah, I think there just needs to be that decision where they like, okay, FIFA esports isn't football, or FIFA esports is football. There needs to be that, you know, that, yeah. that conversation around it, and then whatever decisions made, then that's what pros have to deal with, I suppose. I think that's it, it, what. Yeah, that's it, a... it just seems like they go from one extreme to another. Mm-hmm. Like we went, through, like I said, went from FIFA twenty with almost no glitches to back to this game. I mean, I did worry for this game, you know, with the whole COVID thing. I know their offices were shut for a while. Then there was no demo. Then there was the new consoles coming out. So I did think of myself. I didn't have high hopes for this year. I was like, this this could potentially be another FIFA 19. And it kind of has been. You know, This year has been another year where it hasn't been as quite as crazy as FIFA 19. You know, like the glitches on FIFA 19 were absolutely like something I've never seen in my life. People scoring, you know, back-to-goal back to volleys from 40 yards out and stuff. That, that was just mental. But this year it has been quite similar. It's just all been around... You know, the, the first few qualifiers, the players who were the best at the step over, all made it and won the tournament. Then we had the players who were best at the bridge, all winning the tournament. And the last last one, uh, I don't know if you watched the I don't know if you watched the the live broadcast events. There was the German player called Musty who just absolutely mastered the directional nutmeg. Like he yeah. just take a touch, flick that analog stick, and just. I don't you know you well you've seen it yourself. I've it been just, done by that so many times. Yeah, it, it just man. it just seems to move your defender out the way or freeze your defender. How the bridge did pre-patch. I always use the example of say for example you you're in the Premier League final right up against yeah. the favourite hashtag Tom who happens to be in your group. Two well. favourites. I've got the yeah. highest ranked on both yeah. consoles in my group. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah. Did you yeah. see that they're, they're somehow using? A, I mean, <laughs> I, I guess it's right because he qualified on PlayStation, but yeah. He, Xbox is Mark Marley's main console, but mm. he's in with his FIFA. Sorry, his, P, his PlayStation Global Series points. So I've somehow ended up with not only the number one in Europe, but the number one player in the tournament on Xbox. So yeah, that that group stage is going to be lots of fun. Yeah, we'll we'll mention that a bit later on. But I just wanted to use the example of say, for example, you were in the final against I don't know hashtag Tom. Say if you're in the console final, right against yeah. hashtag Tom. And I don't know. You're in the last ten minutes, and you're losing one nil. And one of your players slips on the halfway line, and then just out of nowhere, and then hashtag Tom goes on scores, and then he wins. Right? That's exactly what happened to Steven Gerrard uh, yeah, against yeah, Liverpool, yeah. against Chelsea when Liverpool yeah. were going for the title. So, I mean, someone from from EA could say, "Well, that's football. It happens. That that that's what yeah. it is." So, um, it's where did they draw the line? Isn't yeah, it? It's very. Uh, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't want to be them in terms of making that decision about what to no, do. So they've I got wouldn't. a difficult decision. But I mean, what I would say in the future is obviously with the next gen consoles, we will see maybe what their vision is for the next gen consoles, and they'll they have more 
processing power to I, to do I whatever they, they can with. Yeah. I mean, when when this game was coming up, like I said, um, I, I did I, I did feel the worst. Like, don't get me wrong, I've worked hard this year. I've grinded it out on both consoles. I've only missed one week in league all year. I've played in every qualifier. I've never stopped. You know, the, I hate the word, but grinding. Uh, but I, I did think of myself, my hopes really are on FIFA 22. You know, the new consoles, no excuses, plenty of time. I'm, I'm going to guess, I mean, they've stopped patching the gameplay now, so hopefully they're already starting to, you know, put things into in the works and starting to work on it. And hopefully, new console, new start. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk about this year then, because the year's not over yet, like you said. And you've got the E Premier League finals coming up, where you'll be representing Newcastle United. We mentioned earlier that you're in a, a group with hashtag Tom and Mark Marley, who are two of the best in the scene at the moment. Very talented guys. What are your hopes for the tournament? Uh, I mean, uh, for starters, it's going to be the first tournament of the year. I think the first tournament of the year where we'll actually be playing on unlocked accounts, so there'll be finally an event with no no pay to win advantage there'll be no icons will also be given an account with uh, all premier league players so it'll be a completely level level playing field all playing online of course i mean everyone everyone goes into something that is you know thinking the they can they can do well can't they? or they can win it all i mean if you look at the global series rankings is it kind of re- unrealistic for me to say i think i can win it yes but I just I know I know when I practice with these guys I know when I play against other pros I know I'm not that far off off the top level and it just I think that with with a level playing field and even teams you just never know I mean I, of course I, I back myself at every any tournament I've ever played I always think I can go all the way but I think having seen the groups I think I'd be happy with myself getting out the group stage but you know if if I went far if I went all the way I honestly I wouldn't be surprised at all I don't think there's I don't think there's a huge uh, a huge gap between me me and the top guys I mean I I can't say you know it's just because you know my team's not as good as the other pros I'm not up there that's clearly clearly not the case but I I, I wouldn't be surprised if I if I did, if I did well but I mean the the main task is going to be getting out of that group crazy crazy group and how does it feel to represent Newcastle United as a football club? Because I know, you, I know you've been in the Premier League before representing different clubs and things, but I mean, Newcastle is quite local to you, isn't it? So it, it's got a bit of a connection there for you. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I just thought, you know what, go for the go for the northeast. Uh, no, I don't think there's any chance of uh, me myself being able to represent uh, Borough in the E Premier League, at least not for not any time soon, anyway. Uh, so I thought, you know what. Bit of local pride, do it for the northeast. Uh, Newcastle fans are much to smile about. Don't think they've ever won a trophy. I'll see if that and bring them, bring them the first ever trophy. Uh, you got that in there, didn't you? Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and in terms of your career, then, because I just wanted to finish by talking about your career, because you, you've had a really, really long career and um, you, you're very experienced in the scene. What, what's your career highlight so far? Do you think? And do you, do you think that the best is still to come? Because even though you are 28, and that is, I mean, it sounds silly, doesn't it? Saying that you're one of the oldest who, who's competing. I know, but, but I am. I must be but, the old. I must be the yeah. oldest in the Premier League. It's crazy. Yeah. Next, you think? I, I know. 28 year old. I'm at like I'm at my physical peak. You know, <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. if I was a footballer, they'd be like, he's in his prime right now. But exactly. I'm sat down. Yeah. Like, oh no, he's he's old. He's done. But no, I, I, do you think the I best still, is still to come for, I, for Danny Taylor? I, I still think. I, I still think. You know, I, I don't think I'm any. I mean, can I say I'm as good as I was when I was first coming through? When I was, I was you know the young kid who was qualifying for the world finals every year. You know, I was getting to the quarters, the semis of huge tournaments every year. 
Maybe not, but I mean, I I wouldn't I wouldn't put it past me. I, I still think I've still think I've got what it takes. I don't feel any slow. I know there's a lot of talk about reactions and stuff like that, isn't there? They say when do you, you know, your your hand-eye coordination or your finger reactions? When do when does all that start to go? I still feel as as healthy and as fresh as I ever have. I, I still think that I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, this year maybe going to come too soon for me. Uh, Honestly, don't think I'd be that surprised if you know next year or whatever I was, you know, I was right, I was right up there. Maybe the best is still yet to come, but I mean, who knows? Who knows? I've been around a while, haven't I? I mean, maybe, maybe I peaked a little bit early, you know, with the the three World Cup appearances back to back when I was kind of a little, a little kid. You know, the Virgin Tournament was a was a was a big one as well. Yeah, there's there's been there's 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 been quite been quite a few highlights. I've won a lot of online tournaments. I know the online tournaments don't seem to get the same kind of you know they don't go down the history books the same way you know big land events do, which is is understandable really. But yeah, I've I've had some I've had some I've had some big wins and some some good some good moments over the years, mostly in the uh, the the start of my career. But yeah, I, there's been there's been some decent moments. But like I said before, because because of how unique FIFA is as an esport, I mean it's only because it's on a yearly cycle. Um, unlike a lot of other esports titles, the game changes every year and the meta changes every year. And sometimes it suits players, sometimes it doesn't, and it depends on what your game style is. So let let's see what happens for FIFA twenty two. You know, it might suit you down to the ground, and then all of a sudden we'll see you at the you know at the yeah. top of the rankings. But you just never know. I dream of a, a dream of a FIFA one day where all verified players go into the qualifier, all unlocked accounts, no advantages, no loopholes, everyone just on the level playing field as it should be. But will it happen again in my FIFA career? Who knows? I mean, I, I guess I was blessed. I mean, that's that's one thing I, I should have mentioned earlier. Back in the back when I was coming through, I, I feel so lucky that when I came through. There was no, I mean, I, I wouldn't have minded it being an ultimate team, you know, if it was fair, but when I came through, all the uh, competitive FIFA was on head to head, you know, real life, um, you know, like Man United, Real Madrid, Barcelona, all just the normal FIFA, not busy, non ultimate team. So everyone was on a level playing field, everyone had access to the same players, and it was just, it was just much more, much more fair and much more pure. I guess I was, I guess I was lucky really to come through at a time when everyone was allowed the same teams and everyone was on a level playing field. So you've been through the good old days, haven't you? Basically, that's what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just wanted, to, I just wanted to pick up. Sorry, Danny. I just wanted to pick up your point about when you said about qualifiers being open, having open accounts and stuff. How would you decide who gets the qualifiers in that instance? So how how it works? If you're in is, charge, if you're in charge of of EA, well, I mean, right? I, I wouldn't change it too much from yeah what what they do now. Um, what they do now is at the start of the year, you. I have to get 27 wins in any weekend league to become verified and then start picking up uh, global series points. Yeah. And then if you're verified, when the qualifying's coming up, you get emailed, you get invited to the qualifier. None of that I would change, and that's all absolutely fine. The part I would change, and I, I think it's a really, really simple step, and is just to give every verified player his choice of 16 or whatever it is, one game loan items, you know, because loan items don't... You Basically, you don't use up... Uh, you uh, say you get like a a loan player off the off the objectives or something. You get a, like a a player on loan for five games. Those that's five rivals games or five weekend league games. Friendlies don't go down on the record. So say you've got a player on loan for one game, you can play with him for an unlimited amount of friendlies. So all they would have to do is. I mean, they did this for the summer series event at the end of. FIFA 20, I think they had had this instead of the instead of the E World Cup last year. They had some like regional online events. 
they gave them all one game loan, so they showed that they've got the idea in the head, and that that's what they should be doing. They should give every verified player who's planning to play in the qualifier their choice of sixteen one game loan items. So if they want to use these loans, these want to, they want to sub these loans on in a weekend league game, or whatever. That's that, that's unlucky. You're not you're not replacing them. That's that. But I, I think that would be. That would be the solution, really. Give everyone a selection of one-game loans. Let's everyone play. Have everyone playing on their own accounts. So you wouldn't have to mess around, you know, giving a thousand different people a, a login to an unlocked account. Let everyone play on their own accounts with one-game loans, and you'll see a completely level playing field. Well, let's see what happens, Danny. I'm sure. I'm sure we'll see over the next few years what happens with the esports scene. But it, what, one thing is breath. clear: <laughs> I mean, it is it is getting bigger every year, and there's more people watching it, and there's more yeah, investment in it, and uh, exactly more attention and esports as an industry as well is accelerating and you see like even the actual football bodies like fifa getting involved with the fifa e-club world cup and they're putting investment behind it as well so you know the bigger the esports will get hopefully the, the better an esport fifa esports will be that's uh, it all, it's all going in the right direction isn't it yeah. it's all it's all growing and growing i mean like i said it if, if you'd have told me Back when I like back when I was coming through, that uh, around this time it was going to be, you know, there's going to be millions of uh, dollars gave out every year. Overall, there was going to be, you know, six, seven, eight major majors a year. I'd, I'd thought you were crazy. I mean, I, I did read an interview where, when you first told your parents you were being flown out to an event and earning money from it. Yeah. Um, I mean, even even the chance to say now to a young kid now growing up oh I want to be a FIFA player this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life that's something that wasn't known about over a decade ago yeah so I mean times are changing but like back then I still remember I remember the interview you were talking about because I still remember clear as day when I got this email at the towards the end of the FIFA 80s and saying you're qualified we need your address what airport you want to fly from stuff like that and I told my mum my mum was like why would someone pay for you <laughs> to go and play PlayStation in Germany, and I was like, "Look, I, I qualified. I've been playing all year for this. I've played fifteen hundred <laughs> games to qualify for this." Yeah. Like, oh, and she's like, "No, she's like, what? But it doesn't make sense, Dan. From what? Why would? Why would they pay to have you picked up for you to fly to go and play this game?" And I'm like, "Look, it's happened. You're gonna have to come with me because I need a, I need a, a guardian. Cause I'm only 15 <laughs> Well, the answer to that is because you're one of the best in the world. At that. Yeah, well, that's, I try yeah. to explain that, and she was like, yeah, "I'm not too sure about this." I mean, that's yeah. my argument when people say, you know, esports isn't a thing and, you know, it's just people playing games or whatever. Why do people watch it? And I always say, well, why do you watch football? Why do you watch other sports? It's because you watch, you want to watch the best players. You want to watch yeah. the people who are the absolute best at what they yeah, do. Yeah, I've, I've seen that argument so many times. Some yeah. people are like, when people say, like, why do people, you always get, like, you know, when uh, stories appear on, mostly on Facebook, you know, you get, like, middle-aged men, like, oh, why would you watch <laughs> someone else play computer games? Then the, the replies, or the top replies always, why would you watch professional footballers when you can just go play football yourself? It's true, isn't it? You know, if I mean, how you know, sat in a party chat talking to your mates, even if you, you know, you, you don't have to be playing games to make money or compete. You know, it's just like I said, it's just socialised, especially in these times as well, when most people are stuck indoors. There's nothing better, you know, than sat in a part, sat in a party chatting to your mates, just having a bit of fun. I mean, it's it's as good of a as good a socialising as you can do these days, isn't it? 
Absolutely. And I mean, even through this period, I've reconnected with people that I haven't spoke to in ages. Like we've gone on Warzone and had loads of fun, you know, in yeah. parties, you know, in Verdansk and stuff. And it's, it's been really great connecting with people because it's just yeah. having that shared experience. Like you said, especially as you can't see anyone face to face. And, you know, there the might be people out there who are struggling and having to spend time indoors. So gaming yeah, is a way to connect with people and to socialize in these yeah, times. Yeah, it's, it's, it's been similar for me. Like people in the last year, popping up in my streams you know like names that like i haven't spoke to for years and years like popping up like you know donating or subscribing to me on yeah. twitch and i'm like hang on is that so-and-so so-and-so from back in and you know my footy team like under 13 it's like yeah yeah it's me <laughs> mate and I'm like what are you doing in the fifa stream do you know it's yeah it is good that's the magic of gaming isn't it that's the yeah, magic of is. gaming it brings people it together is. but danny i could talk to you all day honestly about fifa esports and and gaming in general but um we'll have to leave it there because it, it's it's i've taken up enough of your time already so i really appreciate it and yeah, uh, wish you by, isn't it? all the best with uh your e-premier league adventure uh wish you all the best in your group of death as well uh, <laughs> I'll, be, I'll, <laughs> I'll be watching you and cheering you on um and cheering everyone else i'm not going to be biased just you know for anyone <laughs> listening but um yeah wish you all the best to look in it and i wish you all the best of success in your future career as well so yeah, yeah let's i see appreciate what that thanks danny appreciate it cheers for your time thank you for listening to level up the esports and gaming show make sure to subscribe to the podcast and please leave us a rating and review you can also follow us on twitter at level up pod where you'll find all of our previous episodes and information about how to subscribe we'll be back with a brand new episode very soon